In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, welcome to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. Uh, this is the Monday after the 50th Daytona Supercross by Honda at Daytona International Speedway. I'm Don Maeda, joined in-house by Chase Curtis, Dominic, the program Gaten, and uh, remotely, Michael Antonovich, you know, the famous Racer X podcast superstar who was highlighted last week by our... Uh, by our cohorts over at Racer X and Steve Mathis. So, Anton, you know what I don't get? If you Google the results, Daytona Supercross, there's only like 47 years of results. There ain't 50. Mm -hmm. How is it the 50th? So, apparently, there's a bunch of, like, uh, scoring issues where maybe they did things in the past and the, the results of these races are just gone forever. Oh. So, yeah. so it was the 50th running of the Was the 50th. Or... Yeah, yeah. And, like, dating back to how many that they've had, uh, there's been quite a few. Yeah. But um, as we've, we've figured this out, you know, lose all of the Transworld stuff, like, oh, yeah. things just, just get lost. Shit vanishes I mean, when David Pecker buys it. Mm-hmm. So right. think about like having 50 years of race results just gone. Yeah, you know, true, especially true. a podunk dirt bike race compared to the Daytona 500. Absolutely. And who was the first winner? Like Heike Mikula or something? Uh, Gunnar Lindstrom. Gunnar Lindstrom. Yep. Yeah. Gunnar Lars Gasser, dad. the guy who made the throttle. What? Lars Lindstrom's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and he was there this weekend. Yep. Was he? Dude, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. They all had, the, all uh, the past winners that are still alive were there, right? Yeah, and then they were presented with a special ring. I thought that they were given um, Rolex watches. Like on Friday, they had like Rex Stanton and Rex Staten. Staten, sorry, my Jeff Stanton. My, my age is showing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bad boy went out there, so RJ was there. Mm-hmm. Was Rick uh, Fro- Ryan there? No. Uh, oddly enough, no. <sighs> That's weird. But yeah, Ricky yeah. So Ryan, there was the only privateer to win a Supercross. Nineteen eighty-seven, dude. Yeah. In his Yoko gear. Yoko gear with that Yoko. fucked up looking. Oh, sorry, Bob. With that messed up looking, <laughs> with that dumb looking number twelve. Number twelve, yeah. Looked like he made it out of electrical tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So they had all those guys there, and then on Friday they had them all lined up on pit lane uh-huh. as part of media day, and then somebody from the speedway came out just with these big, like nice padded <laughs> boxes with these ribbons around them. Did, did they think they were getting Rolexes? Bro, I don't know, but I like straight up thought they were getting Rolexes, and I didn't say anything to anybody. But I'm like, man, if somebody gets a Rolex right now, I would be so hyped. Yeah. But it was a ring. It was uh, a ring. That's pretty gay. Is Rick Ryan still the only privateer to win a Supercross? Yeah, he uh, is. I believe so. Right? Because yeah. I know he was the first, and I don't think Always. anybody has since. Nope. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Not a true privateer. So. And uh, then that's funny, Dahmer, that you say that too, because like that's such an ironic thing that that's never happened here. But like it happens in MXGP from time to time. Like Sean Simpson won as a privateer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. That shows how high level this is. Yeah. So my uh, my uh, I think the last. See, I I hate Daytona, right? Like <laughs> like I had to go to Daytona for seven days. And I talked about this last week. I think I had seven days for seven years in a row at Cycle News. But <clears throat> one year. Uh, I forgot why. One of my buddies really wanted Jeff Stanton's jersey. So I asked Stanton before the race, I go, hey, can I get your jersey after the race? And then just so happens he won. And that was the year that Axo had those badass, like, I think they were called Die something, Die Max or something jerseys where it was like all over printed. Mm-hmm. And dude, Stanton hands me this jersey and it was just, it was like it came out straight out of you dunking it in a, <laughs> in a bucket of water, right? And uh, it was pretty pretty well known around then that uh, Stanton would lose 10 pounds a race just no from way. sweating. Yeah. Wow. But uh, so he gives me this jersey, and I don't even think about it. Right? I'm like, oh, sick. I go sign it for my buddy. And he, uh, he tries to sign it. 
but it's all wet, so it didn't work, obviously. But so I take it back to my hotel room, you know, and unlike Anton, who got to leave, uh, you know, right after the uh, after the Supercross, I had to stay for a few more days and and uh, cover some scrambles and flat tracks and all this nonsense. But uh, so I go to my hotel room and I just drape the uh, jersey over a lamp, right? <laughs> and then I go out. And I do something. I came back and opened the hotel it door. Just stuck. Dude, I got like punched in the face by Jeff Stan's <laughs> armpit. <laughs> just the smell of Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the downside of asking for a souvenir jersey for my buddy. And then I want to say then I stuck it in a, you know, like in the hotels they give you the plastic bags for your laundry or whatever. Yeah. But by the time I got it home and I opened it up and gave it to my friend, he pulled it out and it was moldy. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> so, dude. So nasty. Uh, but he couldn't wash it, right? Because it was all signed. He, yeah, I couldn't wash it because it was signed, right? That, that, I don't know. That was like probably the worst souvenir ever. But um, so, Tuan, diggity, man. That track kind of sucked. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, that was not that was not fun. Even as like we, we sat at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday for the photographer's meeting, and they showed us the where we could and couldn't go. And that was the first time I really looked at the track, and I was like, oh, yeah, this might not be that good. Uh, Friday's press day, it was just single file, just mm-hmm. dudes blasting into the sand and over those rollers. And then as soon as they would let off, the front end would dive and guys would basically like kiss the front fender because their momentum would change so much. Mm. So it left a lot to be desired. I also think, especially going down into turn one on the super speedway, like that long rhythm lane and then the, and then the whoops and then the rhythm lane coming back and all that. It had all of the elements where they were trying to do like a little bit too much and it just wasn't there. I mm-hmm. thought that big, like, high-speed single tunnel jump was cool. I thought some other stuff was, like, interesting, but it just kind of didn't really lead to a lot of great racing. But, like, you would think it wouldn't, but the guys that did have battles, my God, they had to get creative to make yeah. something happen. Mm-hmm. And that was what made it cool. You know, even watching your uh, your press day video, the uh, the first angle that you had where guys were going back and forth in the sand, I was, like, watching it going... Huh, this this sucks for a racetrack. Yeah, nobody's gonna pass yeah. there. Yeah, when they first and showed that S, the S turns, like the ones mm-hmm. before they, they were so. I was like, oh my god, look how tight that is. Yeah. Like that is. Cr- I mean, it was cool they had an inside and an outside, but still, that was. I didn't expect it to be that tight. Yeah, the, the S turn that they had after that the between the two rhythm lanes, mm-hmm. the really really tight one. Yeah, honestly, it was unbelievable how short that was. It was about a bike length. So for guys to like whip the bike in, get it turned around and then whipped around again and then go back out. I mean, it was a really, really busy section Uh, and a lot of lines developed there. So that was a little better than I thought it would be. You know, guys in the 450 class were three out in that next rhythm lane. So the guys that were good got to where they needed to be. But there was like, look at the lap times. There was a massive difference in the pace between certain dudes. Oh, yeah. Like March Banks in fourth in time qualifying and. His teammate Jordan Smith in fifth. There's a massive time gap, you know. Even a look at the main event results for the 450 class. There's a huge spread between those guys too. So the dudes that were on it were on it. The guys that weren't that struggled lap after lap just lost a ton of time every every time they made a mistake. Hey, speaking of the track, I obviously we all saw when the races started. The the whoops was like. <laughs> <laughs> you know they they had made RC had made a comment early like oh you know it wasn't like that during the day and obviously I the you know the raw video you posted and and stuff like the whoops seemed to be fine but then yeah. obviously once they started the they must they obviously changed the whoops before the night program because they were super peak it's like they didn't roll over them yeah it's weird yeah and then you got to think too none of those guys go get a siding lap yeah and that's the whole other side of the track and it's dark and they just send it into them so. Yeah, that I think that they had to have done something to make those completely different and mm-hmm. rebuilt them during the daytime, or they did something and messed them up. They had barbed wire going across the track. They might as well have, <laughs> dude. It turned into <laughs> like the, it turned into like the Blackwater One Hundred all of a sudden. Poor right games, dude. So then, but but dude, didn't RC almost eat shit in the siding lot? <laughs> yeah, or the, the I love that Chad Reed called him out. Yep, Chad Reed just called it right out too. That was great. He flew off the bro. Track. The save was all time because yeah. you hear. Everybody at the track just go, oh, and RC <laughs> saved it. And you're just like, okay, that's badass. The cool thing about RC, the bike he was on, so Kyle Cunningham's out for like three to five weeks with a torn up shoulder. Uh-huh. Ricky didn't bring a bike down. He just brought pro- plastics down. He's like, yeah, just put these on Kyle's bike. 
bike. I'll just ride his bike. <laughs> so different suspension than he's ever ridden, different everything. And he's just like, no, I, I can go do some laps. And he looked good. He looked really good. But, but he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. And he's yeah. also like slim again, so he could do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Kyle Cunningham size now. Dude, right? <laughs> how, how skinny does he look in some of the photos? He looks awesome. He looks awesome. Yeah, he's definitely on the real program, not Dahmer's program. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But hey, you know what? That was good that the that the, I mean, I don't know if it's Feld or just to the the track builders people that went out after those two heats and were like, hey, we got to fix this or else we're gonna have carnage yeah. all night long. They should have done after mm-hmm. the first one though, honestly. Yeah, like, that's dude. I'm surprised RC didn't come after after his thing. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, hey guys, we got to fix this. What ha- what just happened here? Yeah. So, yeah. Who is the dude that just exploded? Dude, Nick Gaines. Gaines. Yeah. Poor kid. He was ripping. <laughs> and then too Sexton all day. just plowed him. And then he just got nailed in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bummer for Gaines, too, because he's been building the yeah. last few weeks. Like, he's been doing really, really well. And I'm like, ah, yeah, he's he's bound for, like, a top seven finish at some point in time. And especially uh-huh. as these teams, somebody's going to need a fill-in at some point in the next couple months. Like, he would have been a great addition. But sounds like he's out with a broken hand for yeah, a bit. Yeah, now he needs oh. a fill-in. That sucks. So how about, uh, how about the video that Brayton posted today? Oh, no. Announcing his broken hand. <laughs> was that uh, Justin Hill that just no, loses? It was freezy. It was freezy. No, it was yeah. He got oh, freezed. Yeah. Dude, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> freeze does not deserve any Poor of that Vince. shit. But I mean, okay. dude, so that was gnarly. Though. Yeah. Here's like a lot of important context into that whole situation. Brayton knows you got to be in the top 10 to get on like the good bonus program for MCR. Freeze hasn't had a top 10. He really needs to get there. So Freeze had run like ninth, 10th place for most of the race. And then JB zapped him late in it and got him. And then Intignap was between them. So Freeze, like going, I have to get this bonus money, went for the kill. But he didn't think that Brayton would be there in the turn where he was. And then Intignap was there and just dive bombed him. Oh, God. So when the race was over, I'm walking by the podium <coughs> and Brayton and Freeze. And Intiknap are all talking, and like Freeze is kind of motioning to Intiknap, like, bro, you have to be aware of all the stuff that's going on around us when we lap you. And Brayton's visor on his helmet is sticking pretty much straight up, and he's <laughs> he's got his left arm all propped up. He gave Kehoe and, and Duff his bike and just like walked straight to the Astros unit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like, JB's hurt. I'll go back and get him in a minute once he gets out of the medic unit. And I never saw him again. So I texted him yesterday while I was driving home. I was like, hey, dude, I hope you're all good. Like, He's like, yeah, I already know I have a broken hand, but the intent is to race Indiana. What? So I'm like, all right, that's not bad. But then he got to the doctor today. They find out that it's worse and oh. that he can't grip the bike the way he needs to. So now it sounds like Seattle. Oh, Dude, that's no good. But, like, dude, that is a hit. Like, that is a hit. It <laughs> yeah. was, like, off the top rope. Dude, I was Vince. about to say the same thing. It looked like WrestleMania. Like, he just jumped <laughs> off the top rope. And it looked like he hit, like he just dove head first at his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, just showy on showy crime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to these results. Dude. Okay, so, you know, I bet on Martin last week, right? Yeah. I made everyone a lunch bet, and mm-hmm. but nobody bet on March Banks. I did. No, you did yeah, not. No, I didn't. So, <laughs> so, I mean, so there's no winner of this bet here. But, dude, who would have ever expected March Banks to just wax everybody? Dude, lay some he wood. was flying. Now, is it? He he got the whole shot and it was a one line track or was he no. just he was hauling ass? Only right? guy even in the four fifty class, only guy to do that triple triple yeah. triple, which was huge because Chase caught him and you could see just doing that like two seconds easy, mm-hmm. like he was just he was just feeling it. You could tell. Well, dude, it's funny because you know he he pole shot and won the heat, mm-hmm. right? Which he, I mean. He was so ecstatic even after that heat rage. You could see he could barely even talk to the down. He was yeah. so happy, right? So yeah. already he was on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. But then he got the whole shot in the main again, and I'm like, and I was like, okay, I got the whole. I'm like, he's not gonna last there. You know, I'm like, please don't just. I was hoping he didn't crash and get hurt or throw it away. But dude, he just kept going and sexting with it. But then, like I said, I saw on, on TV him do that triple triple yeah. after the whoops, and I it was funny. I saw it, and. Uh, Carmichael and, and what's him? They didn't say anything about no, it. Nothing. And I rewound it on TV and I'm like, did he just triple, triple that? Yeah. And I watched it and he did. And then I kept watching it. He, and, and that's kind of where he stayed, kept that couple, because uh-huh. it was only maybe like two seconds or two and a yeah. half seconds between him and Sexton. Yeah. And he was just holding it. I'm like, that's where he's continues to have that time. He's just triple, triple. And he made it look like it was nothing. Yeah. Because Sexton looked great in the whoops again. But yeah, I think you're right. Every lap, he just nailed that. 
Yeah, he rode like a beast. And that's good for him. That's what that guy needs, that confidence. I'm sure he was probably thinking, like, I don't know if I could win in this class, mm -hmm. you know, up here, you know, being a, I mean, not a rookie anymore, but he got hurt last year. But yeah. that was, that's great for him. Yeah. And then uh, Anton and the How Was Your Weekend, he seemed, it, it's cool to see someone just so genuinely excited and thrilled. Dude, mm -hmm. to what get a his day on win. Saturday he had. Yeah. 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 And he's been quietly building the last few weeks. You know, I think that um, last year's podium in San Diego was kind of, perceived as a fluke because it was so muddy and all that stuff and then you know for him to crash at high point the way he did and blow his knee out in the same spot two years in a row really took the wind out of his sails but he's going well and he's a young kid i mean that mustache makes him look like he's like you know 32 <laughs> or he's trying to be 32 but that's i get it you know benny bloss has one too but like he's on a pretty good progression path right now you know say he does this well now at daytona he could go right well and be a top five guy come the nationals mm-hmm yeah, because even in Tampa, um, after the race, when we were having our lovely uh, Waffle House, you and I were talking about how impressive March Banks was, and it's obviously uh, obvious that uh, Hot Sauce is working with him, is paying off. Mm -hmm. So did you see? Uh, did you see Tedesco after the race? He looked pretty pumped in the oh, dude, kind of the photos I saw. Yeah, and good for Ivan. Like Ivan's been such a big part of that team for years. He's kind of helped guide along almost every kid that's come through there in the last few years. The bike setup, all that stuff. So cool to see a guy like him has found a really cool testing role there mm -hmm. because these guys have so much knowledge and experience and it's weird when guys that have relationships with teams just kind of go away and they don't sit there and help groom the next generation. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy when you see Tedesco out there testing and riding and he's, just he's still fast. all ripping. He's still all little like like he's still <laughs> in his teens, you know, yeah. and the guy's like I think he's like almost 40, right? He's got to be. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, he's awesome. So, okay, so uh, Sexton worked up to second, but you said he was pissed off after the race, right? <laughs> yeah, Sexton and Martin were both pretty unhappy, just not pleased with how the night went. Uh, didn't really like the track, didn't think that they had a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Sexton's thing, like, he came on really well in the last few minutes, but by that point, you know, March Banks had already established a good enough lead, and he was just kind of bummed. You know, he knows he's got to get as many wins as possible. I don't think he realized maybe the results that McElrath had. Mm -hmm. So he didn't realize how many points he had scored in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, he just he's trying to get as many wins as possible. We talked on Friday afternoon in an interview that's on our YouTube site right now. And you can tell the dude's like, hey, man, I got to manage this and, and end my 250 career well and then carry all this momentum and learn all I can in the 450 class. Yeah. But hey, Chase, like you and I had talked about last week, he I asked him and he said, yeah, I learn a lot of the stuff that I do from Ken, like yeah. all the little hops and the little energy, energy saving thing. He goes, Ken's been a big help in teaching me how to do that. That's right. Yeah, you see those so guys it'll be, chatting it up quite a bit. They're yep. already working on mm -hmm. their, uh, you know, their team dynamic. I mean, last year, what was it, Washougal, Anton? They were riding each other's bikes in press day or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So and then I want to say they did. And they wanted, I want to say they did something pretty similar too at Unadilla and Buds, mm -hmm. or they were at least together at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, cool for those two dudes, uh, especially as Chase gets all his stuff figured out. A lot of insight from him too. So, he'll wear shift through the rest of the year. And right. then 2021, he'll be the real 450 guy and so, be able to do his own deals. Mm. Yeah, because he'll still be running like Geico logos and stuff out there. Yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah. So, Martin, I think he was pissed off because he knows he didn't win my bet. <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> <laughs> so so how, what did you think being there and seeing jeremy he just didn't didn't find his groove yeah just said that he wasn't there all day the way he he expected especially in the races i mean fastest guy in qualifying which was no surprise mm -hmm. uh, when him and eli were both fastest in qualifying i think a couple people were just like well that's curtains on the night show I yeah was. i was licking my chops i thought I for like, sure oh. that's oh my god martin's got Lunch. this <laughs> yeah uh but, yeah, I think he was the guy that was probably the hurt the worst by the start and the limited line selection and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And by the time he got to where he needed to be, it was too late, too. Yeah, what did you guys think of the curly Q start? Dude, so the first heat race when a couple guys went down, I was like, oh, oh, what are they going to do? Yeah. But yeah. somehow it worked. I don't know. It just made me think of the uh, you know, the 24-hour race at Glen Helen where there's that stupid curly <laughs> Q thing. <laughs> I uh, think it worked yeah. except for Baggett. Everyone everyone seemed to be all right, but Baggett got the worst end of it, it looked like. That yeah. was kind of his own deal. I didn't, he didn't he get hit by anybody. And, he just he kind flew of off and hit a tough block. Yeah. 
Dude, onto prop, the concrete. Props to the tippy toes uh, guy on the side that yeah. like, danced <laughs> yeah. out of the way. You know, that could have been really bad. So uh, okay, so then RJ in fourth, he seemed uh, he seemed pretty satisfied with it on his Instagram, right? Yeah, I'm kind of bummed though. I thought he was gonna do better than that. Yeah, and then uh, old McElrath peaced out before Anton could get to him for how was your weekend. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, bro, send me a how was your weekend. And so he filmed it on his uh, on his telephone in front of the closet. Whoa, 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 Morrissey, shut the hell up. <laughs> Hey, Malcolm, hey, Anton, do, speaking of the PC, do we know if Jordan Smith is okay? His knee. knee. But you know what, though? he That was a retaliation kind of because yeah, uh, McElrath, yeah, McElrath kind of did him, you know, ran it up into him during that turn before the sand. And then they went through the sand, and I think it looked like, it looked like Jordan was clearly going to, like, take yeah. McElrath into the berm. And you could see, like, McElroy probably thought, oh, you're going to go to that inside and was ready to turn, and Jordan Smith just went straight. Mm-hmm. And he ended up taking, you know, obviously, he looked like McElroy hit the back of him and took them both down. Yeah. But obviously, poor Jordan Smith got the worst of that. Mm-hmm. And you can see his, his foot, his right foot, just get stuck in the sand. Oh, yeah. his, knee, his knee just twists weird. Yeah. And he's been, he's been in survival mode a bit, too. You know, it sucked because when I was at MTF last week, He's doing the work. He's doing everything he can. He just knows I'm not in a great position right now with his wrist. And so for this year to be a big year, expecting to be a top three, top five winning guy, and then probably going to have to miss some time depending mm-hmm. on how bad this is. Yeah. Man, to be dealing with a, a knee and a wrist. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would just be – can't do anything at that point. Is that his, is that the same knee he injured previously? Or do we know? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, dude, Pierce Brown in six. That dude, that kid is impressing, right? Especially, I, I'm excited to come outdoors for him because just in the amateur regionals, like Freestone and stuff, mm-hmm. that kid shreds. Yeah. So. <laughs> dude, I mean, it's awesome that he's turning in these great finishes because, like, you know, I was at, I was, there's two days in a row I was at the KTM Troy Lee track mm-hmm. and saw him just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that picture of him looping out in the whoops and <laughs> oh, it looked yeah. like he was doing a kiss of death flip. <laughs> but, uh. Dude, pretty pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, especially excited. As I, I don't know, Anton. Do you know is Pierce Brown? He's some. He's ethnic. Uh, I think he's like Asian and oh, white. Dang it! Yeah, Chase was thinking he was, was native. native. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's got some uh, some. Uh, well, well, since he's doing so great, he's got to be part Japanese. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> claim all your people. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so the, if that's true, we had, you know, the, the Japanese contingent in sixth and seventh. So Joe got seventh. Now, was he as pumped about seventh as he was about the first fifth? I don't think so. I don't know. He just kind of, it's Joe. He just quietly rode back to the pits. Yeah. And how about Joe on uh, track walk? You know, he's not wearing his Asian sickness mask. He's wearing a bandana. I think those were Geico ones or something. Yeah, because yeah. Sexton had one too because I was about to take a photo of it. And I was like, oh, God, if we post this and then people are going to get all like up in arms about the Asian kid with the mask on. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I saw Sexton. I'm like, oh, hey, we're good. We're good. Take <laughs> yeah. this photo. Yeah, he posted on his own Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, badass bikers down in Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Dude, what happened to Josh Hill, 21st? He went down right after... Uh, he was part of that McAlrath Smith. Smith on the outside. He mm-hmm. okay. And he that. remounted. Yeah, he remounted way back there, too. Okay, I well, think he just kind of messed around and had some fun, <clears> though. <throat> I saw him, like, get on behind, like, Sexton and stuff and mess around for a couple laps, but he looked like he was just cruising for the most part. Mm. So, hey, speaking of uh, the, the badass bikers in Daytona, did you fulfill your mission I gave you, Anton, and get a photo with Boner Garage? No, because I didn't get to see anything. I didn't go anywhere on where the bikes were or anything mm. like that. I had so much going on. And then I had to, with the time change and then the long drive on Sunday and how nice my hotel was on Friday night, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah, so Kerry Hart founder. Did you see his Instagram? I did not. Yeah, he's got, he's got a picture with that lady with Boner Garage on her stomach. Oh, God. And she has a new tattoo now. It says... It's on her lower back with arrows pointing down. It says "park in rear." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, really? I am. Uh, I'm glad I didn't see that. I <laughs> I see enough like that around here. So, 
So uh, real, real classy people. Awesome. So uh, let's take a quick break to hear from our amazing sponsors of this podcast. And uh, we'll be back to talk about 450s and more. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Will Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Welcome back to the 6D Helmets Kickstart Podcast. We're here in the uh, well-lit, plush-carpeted, Swap Moto Live headquarters. Well, maybe it's not carpet. It's actually It's it's like golfing stuff in here. It's It's like golfing stuff. Yeah, we have a putting green on our floor. But, uh, hey, before we get into the 450s, Anton, did you hear about the action at the Swap Moto Race Series El Dorado (laughs) Series finale? Finale. Was it, which one was it? Was it the inflatable creatable that you yeah. ran into on the track? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'll give you my little, we won't waste too much time on this, all right? But I'll give you my version and Dominic will give you his. So, I know my know, truth. So, so first moto, Dahmer cheats off the start, as always, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pulls back three feet three, and, yeah. and gets his rolling predictive start before the gate drops. So, I'm going. He's leading. I'm like, okay, damn. The guy in my class, whole shot. I got to get around Dahmer as quickly as I can. So there's a, a inside, a left, right section on the track where there's a inside line, a rut. And so I go, okay, Dahmer's going to go that inside and he's going to walk it because he sucks in ruts. So I'm going on the outside. <laughs> and I go around the outside better than I ever gone around the outside. And I'm on the pipe going for the next inside. And here he goes. He's got the eyes on the back of his head like normal, and he cuts over and blocks me. And I don't even have time to chop the throttle, and I just run into the back of him. And it's like going face first into a bounce house. And I just <laughs> rebound off, fall on my face in the middle of the track. And I look up, and he's just like paddling around on the outside. And, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that's my version of it. Dude, you know what's funny is is watching Daytona after they – the first part, after they jumped the finish line and they made that left, yep. it was like the exact same thing. Just they'd, like that, They'd yeah. go to the inside and then they'd go back to the inside before making that wall into the sand, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly the, what, what State Fair is like yesterday. And I watched people, and like somebody else tried to do it and they couldn't do it. They, they just like, it's like you had yeah. to stop. That was you. That's what you should have done. It was, <laughs> this was all your fault. It was my fault for yeah. trying to get you on the first lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like that total first lap you know, excitement of out of control that you were in. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think I even heard him right before he fell. He was trying to yell. He was like, Banzai! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And now I got up this big bruise on I my elbow. see the logo. Yeah, on my arm. Yeah, you see the ODI? There's an ODI mark right on my elbow right there. That's good. Good. You yeah. deserve it. 
<laughs> you scratched your new helmet. I hope every time you see that, you remember if I was trying to get dirty with me. Yeah, no. By the way, I, won, I, I beat him in that moto, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I closed back in, dude. Fast, Not enough. Fastest lap of the race on the last I'm lap. I'm sure you cut the track somewhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, uh, but, Anton, I got the battle <clears throat> in the second moto with uh, Shane McElrath's stepfather, Jeff Jaton. And it was awesome. So it was pretty funny. Cause that guy's fast. Huh? That guy's fast. I was faster. <laughs> <laughs> Overall win here, bro. But yeah, so when I was texting McElrath last night, asking him to send me the How Was Your Weekend for, this, for, the, uh, for the video, I said, hey, did you ask your father-in-law, how was your weekend? <laughs> so he said, oh, not yet, but I'm going to have to get the story. Anyway, yeah. anyway. On to pro racing, you know, because we were just talking about vet racing right now. But, uh, hey man, so, vet racing, and depending on what publication it is, is the center of the world. That's yes. true, <laughs> you know, because the movers and shakers all gather Saturdays at Glen Helen, right? That's what they write the movers and shakers, the doers, movers. not the viewers, the doers. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so okay, Eli won. Yeah, like who didn't see that coming? But, uh, I was kind of cracking up, I was looking at kenny's instagram this morning he said like oh a tip over cost me the win but like <laughs> like yeah do you tell yourself what you need to tell yourself but eli was coming yeah you hey you know what even him. though when he got me he he kept eli honest he you did know? that yeah. last oh, lap was dude. quick yeah the uh the margin of victory was under a second I yeah think, right? yeah yeah but there was no stopping that no. tomac freight train I that think was coming kenny's last lap might have been the fastest of his of his race of the night yeah. yeah yeah anton said that uh you could hear the engine on Eli's bike, he was just riding ape shit. Sorry, oh, yeah. Bob. Yeah, you just riding wide open. <laughs> Lots of sorry, bombs in this one. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you want to elaborate on that, Anton? Yeah, like, so five minutes to go, yeah. you know, Kenny's pretty far ahead, and then that whole pack kind of shakes out the way it is. You know, Cooper and Anderson, he gets around, Eli gets around those guys, and then he has a clear run, and it's just wide open. You know, Ken rides way different than – Eli does. He's real meticulous and methodical at where he goes, low revs, kind of just hops around. Dude, Eli just hammers into everything. So mm-hmm. especially down that front straightaway where he would launch off the roller, or off that big wall into the rollers, and then through the finish line was just wide open the whole way. Uh, so you can hear Eli pretty much anywhere on the track different than other guys. Uh, and certain dudes have like a, a similar riding style, but you could really hear when Eli is going for it on the last few laps. Yeah. Hey, Anton, do you think if Anton or if Eli <clears throat> had gone around the outside and run into the back of Dahmer, do you think he would have fallen as well? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's no moving uh, freight train gating. Dude, and the hardest part about riding Dahmer is, is he rides the widest bike, too. Yeah. We, wide hard. body, wide bike. <laughs> well, do that and then. Anybody that's ever been behind Dahmer, he gets real liberal with the throttle too. So then the roost is even gnarlier. Yeah, liberal with yeah. The throttle, and I don't know how he. That's must part have of a, my defense mechanism, dude. He's got <laughs> like a. I think he has those like those mirrors on his visor, so you can see which way you're yeah, coming. Because yeah. he definitely. Swear cuts to God, the the rear knobbies of his rear tire have to be different because they throw a full like 270 degree roost. He runs well, like, There is no getting around it. Well, just think about like. It's weight-to-rear-tire ratio. The weight pushing down (laughs) on the tire as it roosts the dirt, right? Just clawing at the earth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but for reals, when when Eli got by Jason Anderson at, like I said, the 5-6 mark, you could see he kind of regrouped and then started putting on the charge. And at first I was thinking there's no way. Roxon's got this. He's And then, I mean, I think it was like four minutes left. He was – then you could see like he was on him and reeling him in. Now, what yeah. if Cooper didn't make that mistake after jumping into the sand and held up Tomac just a little bit? Would it have ended a little different? I don't know. I don't know if that yeah. would. It might have lasted a few more laps, but I think it was inevitable Tomac was going to get by him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Dahmer and I kind of had a conversation on the phone earlier this morning about it. It's a good thing that a guy like Eli or Jeffrey Hurlings isn't incredibly fast on certain tracks, like in the first five minutes, because racing would be so boring. You oh, need yeah. him to kind of be a little cold to start mm-hmm. and then come on when it's late. To make it's just amazing really, really how he can just Dude, turn yeah. it on at the end of the race and just when the track's just hammered. You know, mm-hmm. he just I 
slices yeah, through the pack unreal. like a hot knife through butter on Dahmer's dinner plate. <laughs> butter is vegan. <laughs> uh, the uh, I asked him, and how was your weekend? I'm like, you know, at what point did you think you had it? And he's like, yeah, five minutes ago, like, thought I had it. And to to have that awareness of the race, like, oh, yeah, it's going to come to me. That's just unbelievable. Because yeah. I think that there are other guys that are out there when the gate drops. It's just, yeah, I hope this 20 minutes goes well. Mm-hmm. I bet there's there no guys plan that of attack. Are, yeah. There's probably guys that sit in the lead and are like, oh, I'll settle for a third. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Anton, did you, uh, did you get to watch the full broadcast yet? Not yet. Okay, I've so watched, like, watch carefully at the end of the LCQ. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I talked to Ari about this today. I, I called Alex and said, hey, what happened? He's like, dude, I just, he's like, Ch- I got chizzed in the heat race. Dude, that's <laughs> you know, his kryptonite. He was, he was in, what, ninth, right? And Chiz got him right at the end. Yeah, last lap, he was in ninth. And I'm like, oh, he's got it. And there was like a two and a half second gap between him and Chisholm. Yeah. So he must have messed up or yeah, something. And then, because then all of a sudden they crossed the fin and they showed the results. And then, boop, Chiz was nine and Ray was. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so in the in the uh, LCQ, LCQ, he got a bad start and just didn't make it right. But uh, <laughs> on the broadcast, Anton, uh, right after the race, they're. Uh, you know, before they go to commercial or whatever, the it shows uh, Brees riding by the camera, mm-hmm. and then Eric comes riding by the camera. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> 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 and you hear it on the TV. Sorry, Bob. You hear F U C, uh, not the K. Before yeah, it yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I liked the uh, Kate Clayson. Like that was the oh, yeah. uh, to, that was the warm up to the freeze Brayton. You yep. know, <laughs> yep. That was like the uh, the undercard. You know, I, I asked Eric about that. I'm all, dude. You just smashed your homie, Cade. And I go, is he super pissed at you? And he goes, I was super pissed at him. What? He was holding me up. <laughs> like like he's going to make the main. He's holding me up. <laughs> like as if he should just let you by because you're homies. But I asked him about it, and A-Ray says he didn't touch him. Oh, There was what? definitely contact. There was oh a my lot God. of contact. Yeah, but uh, in, in A-Ray's mind, he doesn't remember it. Okay. You know, he, he blacked out. Like, Dude. Yeah. He just gets that. He just gets that that red mist, and he just goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of LCQ, Anton was the James Weeks guy okay? Oh no, I don't know. I, I didn't mean, get, he, I, he took a good one. Oh I mean, my he gosh, took a slam. He's lucky he landed in that deep sand because it oh, was just man. straight to the face off that yeah. on off the back there. Should have been. And that's 16. another guy. <laughs> that's another guy that's been doing well yeah, in the yeah. last few weeks, and then just to have all that progress pretty much halted sucks. Yeah, that was a bad one. But he, I mean, he got up and immediately like, just walked off toward the medics crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, as far as I know, like I don't think they're. I mean, yeah, Brayton sucks because he's out with a hand injury, and then you have uh, whatever Marchbanks' issue is going to or Smith's issue is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this one was the meat grinder that so many guys thought it was. No, you know, I don't think that there's any big like issues that are going to come from this weekend. Hey, mm-hmm. is Baggett okay? Baggett's just pissed. He's like pissed. Okay. he's just been taking his licks the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and he's fast. Like, dude, when I went to his house the other day, I mean, dude is ripping. He can go for it, and he said he knows that he has the speed to be one of the fastest guys in the world. It's just how do you put it together every weekend? Yeah, yeah. He had to be bummed about that. I mean, Daytona is probably a race that he looks forward to. That knows he can probably be on the podium there for sure. Yeah, he has. I would have thought he had a chance to yeah. win. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick before I forget, props to the gear companies. Because that fly kit was rad. Brayton, kit, Brayton's kit was sick. Yeah. The answer kit was good. Yep. The Fox kit was good. Mm-hmm. The shift kit was good. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like any of the Honda graphics. The red well, I like the radiator shrouds. And I like the Moto Concepts radio shroud. Dude, the Moto Concepts guys, their graphic guy has been killing yeah, it this who, year. I don't know who it is, but yeah, <clears throat> they do good. But I hated those retro numbers the round number plate and the pirate really? numbers with the, you don't like that i liked it no dude i hate with the numbers that look like levers you know the little <laughs> balls on the end <laughs> yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah or was it better uh, in person anton the cool thing about the honda stuff was like okay yosh weisco twin air or not yosh i'm sorry renthal fox weisco twin air all went retro logos yeah mm-hmm. So that added to it, and then they did the big, the old school, the old school Honda H, and then they did the rider signature over that. So all of that stuff was pretty like accurate. It was like period correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuff was cool. 
it's just we see that thing so often. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we see that '80s era Honda pretty pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. So I think it does lose a little bit of its luster every so often. But they were cool. Uh, I I think that there's going to be a ton of vet class dudes that are just going to line up and buy that kit now. I'd buy it. Yeah, <laughs> especially like like the silver. You remember when they did the silver ones too? Yep. Like those were everywhere for a yeah. while. Oh yeah, with the green. Out. Yeah. Those. Out. Yeah. Out. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, uh, Barsha said he struggled with uh, bike setup. I'm kind of surprised yeah. he said that openly. I am too. So I commented, "Need Ross." I saw that. <laughs> he liked he liked my comment. <laughs> hey, and Plessner, him and Plessner about good on Plessner. Dude, he AP. wrote he wrote good too. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. finding his stride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every week yeah. he's getting a little bit better and better. So uh, Anton, yeah. let, let's. Uh, I, I know it's probably being written. In Tuesday Kickstart, you know, and, and shame on you, Aunt Dahmer, for calling him this morning <laughs> and bench racing. No, no, it was important. It was important. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no. You're not allowed to call him on Mondays because it every phone call delays Monday Kickstart. <laughs> no, you know. So anyway, but do you want to uh, uh, talk about the rumors of uh, Aaron Plessinger to off-road GNCC Park oh, yes. Busters? Fanny packs in 2021. So I think we've all heard this rumor. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been out there quite a bit. And considering like how Aaron's last year's went, it wouldn't be a big surprise if he did leave moto. Uh, I think a lot of people too have just kind of seen he was bummed the way he struggled after he came back from his heel injury last year with Caleb Russell uh, leaving GNCC at the end of the season. This will be his last year and Mm -hmm. Yamaha stepping up their off-road like platform there had been talk that they need a champion to come in and run GNCC. Anybody that knows Aaron's family history is his dad's a multi-time like GNCC champion, all that. So there was talk that Aaron was going to get taken from factory supercross and then just become the factory off-road guy. So I was supposed to go see them on Tuesday down at Barsha's place. And then some stuff happened and I lost a project I was working on. So I didn't get to go and I was going to ask him there. So I asked him on Friday, I'm like, Hey, I've heard this rumor can you just tell me now? Like I can even say it off the record if you want. He's like, no, no, put it out there. It needs to be straightened up. Are you coming back to this team in 2021? What are you doing? He was like, I'm already here. I'm back here next year. I'll be on this bike. I'll be full-time supercross motocross factory guy. Uh, He's like, I've heard that same rumor. I don't know what the deal is. He goes, but I'll be here. So that adds a huge dynamic. I don't think a lot of people understand right now. Because Barsha is really trying to get re-signed to Yamaha in yeah. every way that he can. And then there's the Ferrandis element of where they're shopping him to. And Shane's so, coming up. Yeah. So there's there's quite a lot of bidding going on for an available Yamaha 450 spot right now. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. That's good to hear, though, because AP is really starting to He's killing it, around. yeah. He went 8.76 the last three races. That I mean, this... Daytona round was his best one. Mm-hmm. If you go watch any of the press day videos from Daytona, he was arguably the most aggressive guy on Friday. Yeah, he, he was going good. for it. So Aaron's in the thick of it right now. Indy this coming weekend is home race. Detroit's another like quasi home race. He could put it together in these next few, really have a lot of momentum and, and be a surprise dude. Yeah. If, and if it rains like podium. Yeah. It's cool to see uh, him and Barsha get along the way they do too. Dude, I have never seen two more high-profile pro racers play grab ass as much as they do. <laughs> and like, even Yamaha sometimes is like, okay, okay, can you be serious? We have shit to do. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hmm. Hey, speaking of aggressive riders, no one looks more aggressive and has literally looked like he's about to come off the bike the whole race than Jason Anderson. Oh no, he was on it, dude. He's just that guy. That guy will like roll like they had the, after those S turns, and they would like. Toward the main, it was looked like it was so hard to triple out of that section before they jump onto the step on step off. Mm-hmm. He just punches it. It looks like he just grabs a handful and punches it, and f- like gets in the air and like well, I'll figure it out once I get into the air, <laughs> you know. Where and then I'll figure out where how I'm going to land or what's going to happen. But yeah, he he rode great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was pushing too. I think that a lot of people don't think that. Jason's like an outdoor guy or gnarly rough tracks and everything. He was riding really, really well last summer and he was sending it the last few laps of that moto too and not tired sending it. Like, hey, I'm going for pass and sending it. 
Yeah, no, he was strong. He was strong. He 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 was definitely there to the end. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and good for him too, because after a couple bad races, he needs some results. Yeah, just mm-hmm. to kind of upright the ship a bit. So, uh, but yeah, he was solid. I like there was nothing about Jason all day that I was like, oh, he's amazingly better here. He was just steady, quick, loose everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think I saw him like quad and off that wall into the rollers before the finish, though, and that looked insane. Yeah, he was sending it. Hey, Tuan, did you walk yeah. through that sand at all, like on breast day? Yeah, I pretty much walked all that. It's soft. Yeah. It was like, it was pretty much like that Tampa sand was done. And I mean, to compare that to anything, it's basically mm-hmm. just walking on foam. You yeah. just sink Jeez. right into it. Yeah, it was crazy. Like you, you mentioned earlier, you watch the guys chop the throttle and they get like a head shake and lean forward. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. And then, and then with all the other stuff too, they tilled up a lot of maybe it was the grass or they brought in that dark dirt on top of it too. So there was a lot of stuff going on, but for how dark that track could be, it was really well lit. And then all that white sand really, it didn't seem to be so gnarly with shadows this year. Like it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened to Cooper Webb. That's how Tomac got him. He came over into that sand and just yep. too far forward and just came to a standstill. Yeah. And Cooper yeah. and Tomac zapped him. Hey, how did uh, Benny Bloss look on the uh, familiar KTM? Good. Good, pretty much right back to where he was. I, he did some riding on the past week out in Oklahoma, and they just put his old setup on. And so he'll finish this deal out. But this is a big, I would say kind of a risk for him. Mm-hmm. That Rock River deal was confirmed for the summer too. So he was yeah. going to do the Nationals. So any, ins- now- any insight on that? Like was his Rock River deal like like no salary or something? Like why would you leave that? So... <clears throat> I mean, the bike was mostly, it was pretty modest, you know, like they had done some suspension stuff and things like that. But I think on any option to get on a full factory bike, like the KTM is for Rocky Mountain, you kind of have to take it. He did lose a lot of money, though, because it sounds like he didn't get to keep any of the gear money that he had from Moose. It's team deal for Fly. Any kind of fill-in rides less money as it is already. Uh, But I think that there could be something more to it. Like maybe this is him getting in good with KTM and this could be go race Canada or we'll flow you some parts or something for the nationals. We'll go three guys. We'll figure something out. It doesn't sound like they're at the end of the Benny Bloss KTM route. As soon as Salt Lake city comes, I think they want to make more happen with it. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to see how, how well he rides that bike too. It's just, it's kind of bizarre to me. He is so tall. He is so dumb. Yeah. And, I mean, he has enough time on it. You know, he that's probably the bike he's ridden more than anything ever, yeah. you know, four years on it. So to go back to a mostly stock Yamaha this year and all of the stress that comes with putting together a program and figuring things out and testing and all that, I it's probably just such peace of mind to go back to something that you know inside and out and you can just go show up on Saturday and race. Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened to Davalos in 14th? It's kind of a uncharacteristic bad finish for him. So the rhythm section that went into the sand along the pit straightaway, Martin just got full swap and ate it into the pavement. So he was lucky that he was already on the ground by the time he got to the pavement, but the bike did a little bit of a skate across the concrete, and then Mm -hmm. he got up from that. But that was pretty late in the race, so it was any kind of progress he was going to make was over with by then. Yeah. Hey, how about some props for Ryan Sipes in 16th? Yeah, like, what the heck? Just shows up. <laughs> Mr. Do-It-All, you know, you probably raced a flat track last weekend or something, and he shows up and qualifies mm-hmm. for the man and gets 16th. So, Don, I don't know if you had heard about this, but it sounds like there was a bounty. Like, maybe A-Raid explained it to you. Yeah, like if, if some you beat, flat track thing. Yeah, you had to beat it. You had to beat Sipes at the Supercross thing this weekend and then stay in Daytona, skip Indy, and then beat him at the flat track race next weekend, and Red Bull was going to pony up a lot of money. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like anybody's going to do it. Yeah. That's because nobody can do it. Yeah. 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 A-Ray was uh, talking about it, and I'm all, dude, you're you're a Supercross racer. Just just because you raced my bike. At the uh, Trans Am flat the, track, at the Trans Am <laughs> flat track, and did okay. Doesn't mean you're going to go out there and slam fest, slam fest. Yeah, sorry. go out there and beat uh, Ryan Sipes. Yeah, but dude, good for Sipes. Like Sipes is gnarly. Like it, just how talented that guy is, and all the stuff he's doing. Did it on a 350. You know, he goes about things his own way. Oh, was he on a 350? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Did you see that video of him yesterday? Like the five mile sand whoops with Pastrana. Mm-mm. Just blitzing him. Oh my god! Mm. Was it the section down at Croom? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, oddly enough, Sipes was not the top finishing gear rider. Oh, right? that. Justin, so yeah, Justin, Justin Hill in ninth and Freezy in 10th, or 11th. And Malcolm and Eighth. Those guys, that, that smart, hot, smart top team just stays together. Yeah, yep. they're killing it. Yeah. Malcolm and Eighth. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. Malcolm has finished in the top 10 at every single race. Mm-hmm. Like, hasn't had a bad race. Now, not watch, watch us, like, yeah. knock on wood there. But uh, it might be because he's in our office. It might be good luck. Yeah, huh? I'm the knock cut out right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of uh, I was kind of bummed to see him in gear this weekend that he's worn previously because up until now I believe he has not worn the same gear twice. But he switched the under jersey. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah it You're was right, like at right. that orange or coral, whatever they call coral. it. Coral. Yeah. Yeah, that color needs to go. What? See, here we <laughs> go again arguing. <laughs> so, Tuan, what else? Anything else about Daytona that was amazing? Um, trying to think. Oh, for JGR guys, they had Charles uh, okay. LaFrancois. Yeah, so DNQ. He's DNQ. So the deal on that is, I mean, yeah, it probably doesn't look like it's a ton on paper, but he's one of the few Suzuki guys that you know already has a relationship with the brand and is a good Supercross rider. So it just made more sense for them to bring him over than mm-hmm. try to recruit some guy and you know scramble with testing and all that. So he brought some parts over. They'll go a few weeks. I would think he'll be much better at a. Oh. Anton just lost service out there in uh, St. Louis. Green County. Oh, yeah. No. Live from Green maybe, County. Maybe it was like one of those like crime things again. Live PD's that, you there know? all the time. I'm telling we you. We always hear it. the sirens and stuff. Or maybe he's maybe living rough. He's living raw out there. He's yeah. Raw. Are we good? Oh, you're back. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what happened. What happened? Did I just it? heard you. Th- I don't know. I just heard you talking shit. And then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Uh, yeah so i think i think that he'll be a better rider though come detroit once it's a real super cross race Mm -hmm. um so he could be a big surprise not a big surprise but just like hey yeah you know another jgr bike out there they need it pretty bad um this coronavirus thing i know a lot of us are laughing at it and just like this could actually turn out be something serious uh with everything i mean everybody saw f1 they're gonna run that race in bahrain with no spectators Mm -hmm. uh very limited only staff is like essential staff and personnel. So they run uh, in Seattle at, like that. I don't know yet. This is going to be the weird one because I don't know if who's followed what. Somebody that works at CenturyLink Field has tested positive for coronavirus. Oh so shit! So it's it's been Sorry, at the venue. <laughs> Dude, that's um, six. MXGP too, right? Trentino. MXGP and Trentino because all of Italy is on quarantine now. No, no. one is allowed to do anything pretty much in that country. Yeah, no crowd uh, the, gatherings at all. The NBA issued a memo to teams and clubs this weekend that said be prepared to plan accordingly for f- spectatorless games in the near future. Hmm. Uh, so all of this stuff is going on. I've talked to some people about what could happen. Seattle would be the one race that's probably the biggest question mark on the schedule right now. Yeah, because uh, isn't Washington in a state of emergency right now? Yeah, yeah, and they already have an issue, like a straight-up issue with someone with the, working with the- at the stadium there. And so depending on how the state goes, if the state comes in and says, hey, no public gatherings, no this, no that, Supercross is pretty much bound to what happens there. You yeah. know, they can't Jeez. get around it. It would be really hard. I wouldn't say impossible for them to find a replacement venue. But uh, the more I think about it, the, the stranger that would be than just to cancel it outright. Because think about selling tickets for something, you know, in three weeks notice and all the infrastructure, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It would just be such a scramble. So we're pretty fortunate in our world that we haven't had to change anything because there's a lot of freelance journalists in like Formula One and MotoGP right now that are going to lose a lot of money this year. Mm -hmm. Just like non-refundable travel, stuff like that. You know, I talked to Ashley Young today from Alpine Stars and uh, A-Stars is in Northern Italy. And I asked her like, oh, is business just like at a standstill or, you know, how is this coronavirus affecting you? And she's all, not at all as far as I know. So I guess it's business as usual over at A-Star's factory in Oslo. Um, So sounds like, though, there is going to be some issues with production of stuff from China. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, considering how much stuff comes from there. So, you know, either either things that don't get made or get halted or whatever. uh, Mm -hmm. This is going to have a big economic squeeze. And then, like, not to get crazy gnarly, but depending on how the stock market thing goes, too. Like, we could be in for a very weird 
next few months on how this industry plays it. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a delay on 2021 SSRs. You know SSRs, what's that one? Oh, it's the little Chinese pit bikes. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the SDG. Yeah, find those, yeah. Yes, find those at your uh, local pet boys. Shanghai dirt <laughs> grenade. <laughs> Man. Yeah, we got to blame Charles Dow over at Icon Fitness for this coronavirus. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? I've got to give him a call and say, what the heck, man? Why'd hey, you so do this to us? What happens if they drop, if Seattle's gone, do they just one less round on the would, series? Or do they or run do they the race one? with no people in the stands? That would nah. be weird. I, see, I don't know. Like, it, And honestly, even some of these MotoGP races in F1, they've said no media can come to it either. So what would we do? <laughs> you know, yeah. Hey, we'll have to cover it on the TV kind of like we did the X Games that one year when we were yeah. boycotting. So the other thing they could do is move an event to Easter weekend. That's the one like floating date. And if yeah. you listen to that podcast I did with Mike Mewey a few weeks ago, that was almost the situation with the Cardinals round last year, mm-hmm. um, like the football stadium. So that's that one thing that they have. But it's weird. I've been thinking about this more and more lately. Like the fact that we pack 17 races in 18 weeks, like gives us no time for any kind of issue. Mm-hmm. And especially with so many races being in cold weather, like, dude, think about if there was a blizzard and we couldn't – half the field couldn't get to the race. Would they cancel it? Because the MotoGP people, Dorna, have said if we can't have X amount of racers from certain countries that are committed to this series, we're just – we're not going to be able to have these events. Hmm. But, like, their competitor list has just disappeared. Yeah. If, so, yeah. They, if they did run it with no fans, would they still do the opening ceremonies? Could you, like, the, think the about how different – Dude, think about how different all of that would be. Mm-hmm. It'd be so quiet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be so weird. It would be like summer cross. Would no they even bring? Would Ralph and Ricky even show up? I mean, well, they yeah, because they have to announce it dude, for TV. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would have to find a way. I would. I would maybe be a track worker for the weekend. GoPro <laughs> in my helmet, just take photos. Yeah, and Tom would be a flagger, a flagger with the helmet on and everything. <laughs> yes. And I would GoPro have to. on top of his helmet. <laughs> you get one of the helmets. Yeah, I'd work like stadium security or something for the weekend. Mm. All right, so uh, so hey, here in California, we're facing a week full of rain. I think Over it's a ninety percent chance of rain starting tonight, all through tomorrow, and then there's like a decent fifty percent, forty percent chance the rest of the week. So uh, Chase and I this morning went to uh, State Fair Motocross Park in Paris to uh, gather some content. <laughs> Uh, for the week, um, but oddly enough, there was no one really there. there was, uh, Cole Nichols was riding, Hunter, Hunter Lawrence, and uh, Carson Mumford, but no one on Supercross, right? No, just uh, Costello, mm-hmm. and yeah, not really some other little privateers, but yeah. So I think, uh, I think, do we need to hit after the rain hits tomorrow? I bet you Nuevo is the place. Oh, Sandtrack's gonna be popping. I already yeah, heard a Nuevo. couple guys say it. So Nuevo, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I got to try to incorporate the boat into some shots. Yes. You know, there's that <laughs> abandoned boat in the middle of Nuevo. I don't know how a boat ends up there, but, oh, well. You might so, be able to row that boat. No, it's it's, a, rain. it's like the boat in uh, Gilligan's Island, Skipper's boat, yeah. It's just gone. Yeah. But, um, so, Anton, uh, you are uh, headed for Indy next week. Are you, mm-hmm. uh, have you uh, got yourself a mask for the plane? He's oh, driving. Driving distance. Oh, yeah, it's only two distance. and a half hours. Okay. Oh, nice. That's like a yeah. home race for him. Yeah, that's like second home race. So um, are, you, are you driving the purple truck or something different? So I'm selling the purple truck. It's really no. sad. You sell yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Purple truck. There's a lot of history there, like when it was on yeah. blocks. I'll never, it was on cinder blocks <laughs> I'll behind I'll never forget Transworld. when it was on cinder blocks behind Transworld. That yeah, was the greatest. Was, <clears throat> I took my... Uh, license plates off of it the other day and then my Transworld like license plate frame and I it was sad it sucked and then I drove a 10 year newer Dodge Dakota home so yeah didn't really matter oh is this a standard cab as well or is that extra cab uh, extra cab oh. oh oh so there might be some uh... it's just a fold down seat so it's not big enough for a car seat so don't get any ideas <laughs> yeah now this a car seat could fit sideways back there I don't think by law they're allowed to I might as well just have the kid on the steering wheel. Or you can get a camper shell and throw the kid in the back. Has a camper shell. Yeah. I have to sit in the back of Don's coma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the bed. 
Anton, yeah. will you hit the red garter in White Castle while you're in Indy there? I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Dude, White Garter. There's a yard house there. There's a yard red house. Garter. So. It's red the garter. Red Garter. Yeah. I, I've seen a dancer with a string hanging at that oh place. Oh, my God. Uh. You know, so that's not a good facility. Hey, you know, Ryan Persley and I got shot at leaving there <laughs> one year in Indy going, going back to our hotel. Really? Literally. Got shot. A bullet went right by. Blew the whole front of the windows out of the Omni Hotel. We were face down in the in the parking lot there. Wow. Who shot at him? A bill collector? That's what I told him. I said, did you not tip <laughs> one of the girls? What happened here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's our indie gun story. Well, I think it's been a fun podcast this week. Twan Diggity, thanks for uh, checking in. And, of uh, course. And, uh, Bob, sorry for mm. the bad words. There were seven. And, uh, yeah, guys, we'll uh, we'll talk at you next Monday after the Indianapolis Supercross, and hopefully Anton has some amazing stories from that race, too. Yeah. Thanks for listening. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 60helmets.com for more info.